You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Porpoise Pod with your hosts, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solano. Porpoise Pod, welcome on in, everybody. Tobin and Solana here with you. Another edition of the Porpoise Pod as the Miami Dolphins are in the bye week. They are officially uh, off and uh, we'll just get to enjoy other people smack themselves upside the head in this lovely sport we call football while they bask in seven and three, uh, which feels really good, Solana. I mean, it, I am going to miss them. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a weird Sunday. No, no Dolphins this week. I don't I. That I don't like, but I do like, you know, that this just feels very much like a house money week. You just kind of see everybody else uh, torture themselves. Yeah, I was thinking about it, Tobin. And it's funny because, like, typically in the past, we would say things, you know, the the stupid cliche, uh, uh, like, football fan thing would would be, oh, at least the Dolphins can't lose this week, right? Like, everybody everybody would say that. But I miss the Dolphins already. Like, I'm I'm, I'm sad that they're not playing on Sunday. I know it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing because, you know, for so many, it kind of feels like I feel watching the Canes right now. It's like homework. And so many years, it's like, uh, you know, watch the Dolphins. It's like you do it because it's once a week and that's what we do. We watch football, but there'd be plenty of third quarters. I'd be asleep. And now they're just there must see. And uh, and everything is good in Dolphins land. And it feels it feels really good. It feels like a feeling. Uh, a generation of fan really hasn't had down here. Like this is, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, there's so many fans who, you know, it's the first team they ever loved. But for a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, people our age, you know, that you haven't, you know, had a lot of, uh, if you've had no elite winning to root for, and you've had some elite players here and there, but this, uh, this really genuinely feels, I think, something that there that has not been around this town in a very, very long time. Yeah, I, I can't remember the excitement being this big. the The Wildcat year was fun, right, Tobin? It was it was a cutesy run by the Dolphins. We all kind of fell in love with Pennington, and uh, and and it was a fun fun time to be a, a Finns fan for sure. But it was a little fluky, right? The way that they were winning games, you didn't think that they could kind of withstand that that type of production uh with with the with the wildcat and and we all knew like pennington was was limited couldn't throw the ball more than 20 yards 20 yards or less dude was was as accurate as as we had ever seen but past that uh, wasn't exactly uh you know something that you could get excited about and then even that year in 2016 with adam gase i think people were hyped up but really it was just jhi uh, like turning into a hall of famer <laughs> yeah and and he won us a, a ton of games like that but um I, I know we've said this a million times this is easily the most legit and and hype i think we've we've felt about this team in forever yeah like the interesting thing about it, if you think back to the wildcat year is first of all you know it, it was taken over by parcells and like that was like the face of the team and him and his fat gut in that golf cart <laughs> just sitting there like watching football happen and you know it was it was like what was you remember they had the number one pick that year dolphin you couldn't even enjoy it because they signed jake long like a week before the draft so even like the number one pick was ruined that year 
then it was revealed like a like I think like a homeless guy gave him advice to take Jake Long or something like that. And then you know this whole wildcat thing uh, happens, and they get Pennington basically because Brett Favre goes to the Jets. And so yeah, it was cool. I'm not gonna deny like it was a it was a cool time, but you know the wildcat was what it was. It was a gimmick. It was a gimmick they bought into quite frankly too much because then they got Pat White the next year and thought that that was gonna be a thing. This is uh, this is so different in a lot of ways because you know with with Tua and everything, you know he's had such a fascinating story and has had. A lot of people have defended him. A lot of people in the fan base who are rats off a ship on him. And to see, I think, him just be this, it, it's, I, I feel like as a guy, it's impossible just not to root for him. He just seems so solid as a human. Um, kind of stick it to everybody. It's been fun. It's been yeah. fun. And on top of that, uh, you know, they really do feel like one of the most dynamic things in the league. And, and that is cool because there's going to be a lot of opinions. Like, I, I, I've got rabbit ears for everything. I'm listening for the next stupid thing Colin Coward has to say. <laughs> I got furious today with Bill Simmons, and it wasn't even with the Dolphins. He was roasting the 72 team. And I was like, really? Oh, we're still doing this, Bill Simmons. First of all, he had the audacity to say this, Solana. He's like, is the team getting more run out of one year like these guys? Oh, you mean like a historic thing? Has anybody ever gotten... Uh, run out of a out of a sports record before Simmons? Yeah, actually, a lot of people have. Second of all, I find that hilarious to hear from old Lil Willie over there with that 2008 Celtics team. I'm still seeing Kevin Garnett commercials all over the place. You want to talk about a team that's treated like a dynasty that wasn't a dynasty? I, I see KG and Paul Pierce. They're still yakking all over the place. I even got to see bit players like Kendrick Perkins talking all over the place like they won nine championships. Scotty Pippen doesn't talk this much. What, what you know, what has one team gotten more? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Bill. Sorry you hear from him every once in a while. A little toast from Larry Zonka on Twitter. Sorry it offends you. The real anger there is with Eli Manning, right? Because had the Patriots done that, you know we would have never stopped oh. hearing about it from Bill Simmons. Had Eli Manning not spoiled the party, had David Tyree not caught the the, the greatest pass in NFL history on the helmet. Um, we would still be hearing about it. And by the way, and I don't mean this in any sort of disrespectful way, because Bill Russell is, you know, the late great Bill Russell deserves all the praise in the world. I love that the fact that the NBA retired his jersey. I love that there's a six on the court in every stadium. Like, I think it's great. I think what the NBA did, uh, you know, to, to honor him is great. But let's not act like they don't throw the 11 rings that Bill Russell had in our oh, face all the 100%. time to put him in the top five list of NBA grits, which he deserves to be. But every time there's a LeBron or Jordan debate, it's the Boston people coming out of the woodworks to say, well, Bill Russell's the greatest winner of all time. This is a fascinating thing this year because this is a year that's very important. 50-year anniversary of a team, that's, that's hollowed ground, no matter what. This should have been a year that was special. I think in a lot of ways, what happened is I do feel like this franchise bastardized the perfect season because <laughs> they would always go to that. There'd always be that they, they'd overplay honoring the 72 team, but a couple of things have happened in the last couple of years. One Don Shula died. Um, you know, so you're talking about the patriarch of the franchise basically going away. And second of all, yeah, that's a, that's a landmark milestone. So, I, I think all of that going into this year, on top of the fact that the team is good, 
I do feel like has a reinvigoration for the for the for the fan base being proud of that. Where in a lot of these, I do think that there was some eye rolling going on from the own from the own Dolphin fan base. But Bill Simmons, shut up! You you don't get to say that. We get to say that, dummy. I don't want to hear about anything. You 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 want to do that again? Stop talking about Rajon Rondo for three seconds, and then maybe I'll listen to you, jackass. He's so hung up on that 08 team. That 08 team did not what they won one championship. They put together a super team. Oh, and the second the Heat do it, they want to villainize them. But oh, the 08 Celtics team did it the right way. Shut up about the stupid 08 Celtics. Let me know something. When's Birdman and Joel Anthony's podcast coming out? Because they got more rings than those dummies. <laughs> Please let me know. When does Mike Miller get a podcast? I- I'd love to know. What the hell is this? A North Cole, a North Cole podcast. Yeah. yeah. What is this? What is this? I actually think he has tried getting into podcasting, but uh, but but other than him, like, <laughs> yeah, what like where's Mario Chalmers podcast with uh you know with Rony Turry off? Like, what are we doing here? They got more rings than those guys do. All the time we gotta hear about those guys. Oh, did it do like we used to do? Yes, they did. You guys are the originators, that's why everybody did it anyway. That's an aside for another sport another day. But I didn't like anybody bad-mouthing the 72 team. By the way, shout-out to the Commanders. Getting it done. It's almost like fate, right? The Dolphins beat Washington uh, Washington back in Super Bowl Seven, And then here we go. There's another team trying to get a crack at it. And they look dangerous, Tobin. I think they're a fraudulent, you know, whatever they were, 8-0 team, 9-0 team coming into Week 10. Because you look at some of the wins that they had. I mean, they've played nobody. Let's be let's be 100% honest. I don't want to mess mess with the uh, the Eagles podcast or whatever. I don't even know what, what it's called. But I think it's real. called uh, I think it's called Birds Were Really Overrated podcast uh, on the 2400 uh, Odyssey Network. Yeah, I think there's another one too called the Philly Cheesesteak Sucks podcast as well. <laughs> I think uh, it's another one called James Harden's Never Gonna Win Us a Championship. I can't believe we believe in this guy uh, podcast. <laughs> Doc Rivers Sucks podcast. I think I, we uh, I think we called <laughs> our quarterback was Tua Tungavalo's Towel Boy podcast. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, fraudulent team, but it kind of all comes together, right? With Washington, the commanders now uh, doing us a solid, I, I, you know, shout out to Taylor Heineke. That was a solid performance from Taylor Heineke. Did you see, uh, did you, I don't know who it was. What the hell is the guy's name? It was the, uh, one of the uh, DBs from the Vikings, Chris Boyd. He got pissed at the commanders for stealing their bit for, for, for gimmick infringement because they threw the ice on Taylor Heineke. Yeah. And they tried to do the Kirk Cousins. And he goes, you guys are all lame as bleep. Get your own thing. <laughs> you know, the Vikings kind of, as fraudulent as I feel like they are as well, they kind of have been trendsetters, right? Like, wasn't Justin Jefferson the first one to do the gritty? Do I have that right? Uh, that's a, Yeah, it was like an LSU thing. It was like him and uh, Jamar Chase, I think, in tandem. Yes, I believe so. And then, you know, after after they kind of popularized it, now, you know, Mike Kosicki is doing whatever it is he's doing, the, the Abuelo Gritty in, in, in the end zone. Um, and then, you know, they kind of they kind of did throw the ice on uh, on old Kirk Cousins, the most average quarterback in the NFL. And I, I get it. You know, Taylor Heineke, uh, they, they're throwing the ice on him, but he, he did look kind of swagged out, Tobin. I kind of I, I kind of digged it. Look, good for it. I'm just I'm just reporting the news here. I'm just saying that the Vikings are not happy about this. They do not think that it's cool for them to for their mediocre quarterback 
to get ice on them. That that's their bit. They get to throw ice on their mediocre quarterback. So we don't we saying, don't throw we don't throw ice. We throw flowers on yeah, our on lays, our QB. dude. Yeah. yeah, we lay we 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 lay the upon the. Uh, speaking of, by the way, speaking of Justin Jefferson and his amazing one-handed catch. Yeah, I know you saw this yesterday. You were boots on the ground. I mean, you uh, radio pre-post ho- halftime host of the Heat. You saw I was at that game yesterday, right? I did. I did. Very I interesting, did. doll fans. All right, yesterday, Odell Beckham Jr. sitting courtside at the Heat game. And I was I was very curious. I love to see who's there courtside. It's what I'd spend half my time really doing is people watching. <laughs> and I look and I say, oh, look who's across him next to the heat bench. Melvin Ingram. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. So Jimmy comes up. Jimmy Butler, heat star, comes over and he says a little hello to Odell beforehand. And Jimmy has a thing with wide receivers. It's a very strange. He, he talks bleep to Stephon Diggs, which I love. He says he's a better route runner than him. <laughs> seems to be friends with uh he, he seems to be friends with Odell. He was very close friends with the late great Demarius Thomas. So I don't know what's going on there with Jimmy and wide receivers. He's got like a thing going on. But uh anyway, so he goes over and says hi to Odell. And then I see Heat Media Relations, they feel like they're they're taking him back to the locker room, but he's like kind of hobnobbing all over the place. And then he gets to Melvin Ingram and then he stops. All right. Gets very chummy back and forth. Okay. Go back and forth. Okay. They were, they were, they were, I don't know who knows what they were saying, Solana. I don't know. It's hard to say. Could be something, could be nothing. But he doesn't have a team right now. And you think Melvin Ingram maybe was giving the old Dolphins pitch, letting him know, hey, why don't you go on down here? Why don't you stay down here? Why don't you one join, an- the, join the one, party? Want another ring? Right. I don't know. It was in, like, and, and I know he's a very polarizing player, Odell Beckham. And, and, and I, I don't know where you stand on this because I think people are in the, of the impression, don't rock the boat. We already have an embarrassment of riches at receiver with the two best receivers in the league. But also, I would like very much just to keep racking up stars on this team, and I think it would be <laughs> awesome. So I would be all for it, but where do you stand on the idea of Odell Beckham coming to the Miami Dolphins to join the offense party? I would just like to make this clear, Tobin. Are you saying we're on will watch with the Miami Dolphins? I can't rule it out, dude. I, I I felt like I saw Melvin Ingram there, and I think I saw him sharpening his harpoon, and at one point was going, ah! I don't know. Maybe I saw that. I don't know. But it looked very chummy between the both of them. I'm down. And and if you had asked me this a year ago, and obviously the situations are totally different from a year ago to today, I would have said, no way. There's no fit there. It just doesn't work. Brian Flores, the way that he approaches his coaching style – Hated stars. It, it, just right. He he didn't want that, right? It would have been a distraction. Bro, Tyreek Hill is proof already that Mike McDaniel, obviously things are going very well, but it's he's proof that Mike McDaniel can handle this. He can handle the ego. He can handle the star. He can handle the big personalities. And he doesn't, you know, he doesn't I, I, uh, uh, shy away from it. I, I can't see why bringing Odell Beckham in for the pa- the last couple months of a season would be a bad idea. I mean, what's he going to do? Be upset he's not getting the ball? I, bro, you're, you know. But I think he would get the ball. Got, like I've got three torn up knees in the past two seasons. Like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out for you. We'll figure it out. But yeah, and I don't, I don't think he, I don't think this is going to be a case where he wouldn't get the ball. I think that's what I'm fascinated by is like, 
look, we saw this with the Bengals last year. They had an amazing receiving core with with three stud receivers. And I'm look, I love Trent Sherfield. What a great game he's had. He's a McDaniel guy, so maybe that rules it out. But like you said, McDaniels also doesn't shy away from bringing in the personality, bringing in the star. I I feel like the only thing that would deter it is like if Tyreek Hill was like, no, 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 I'm the star of this team. That's, that's and I don't know if he would. I don't know because it is his team. And like Odell is like that rare air of a guy where, you know, he's probably the one of the few guys who's more famous than Tyreek. He's not better than Tyreek Hill is now. But, you know, talking about like, you know, almost like the Steph Curry of receivers. He made the one-handed catch cool. Yeah. Um, and Tyreek Hill's the, the, you know, this is his team. He's the cheetah. He's the face of the receivers. This is his team. He's going to maybe break the NFL receiving record. But I don't know. I also kind of, I dig the idea of the Dolphins just saying more, more, just yeah. more weapons, more and, stuff. And Tyreek, I mean, he's made it pretty clear. He just wants to win. And look. I'm sure deep down he wants those numbers, right? Like anybody would when you're that good. But I really do think winning to him is more important than breaking this this receiving record. I really do. Do I think he wants to break the receiving record? Yeah, uh, who wouldn't? But I do think that winning to him is more important. And if look, I love Trent Sherfield as much as anybody. And I like Craycraft. And uh, listen, Ezukama, hit the bricks, buddy. Sorry, easy. Sorry, easy. But you're telling me we have a chance to add Odell? Uh, and you're right, by the way. He's one of these guys that no matter, I guess, like his his level of play, if he's in the NFL and he's on a roster, he's a star. Of Period. course. Period. Of course. he's He is he is absolutely, you know, he, he is an absolute superstar coming to this team um, and is going to bring them even more headlines than they already have because he's not only a star, but he's a polarizing star. He's a lot of you know, controversial topics over the years, dumb stuff like proposing to a field goal and beef <laughs> with his quarterback. And, you know, didn't he fight, didn't he fight a, a, like the kicking net on the side Yeah, line? fought the kicking net at one point, uh, you know, took a, took a bye week on a boat or something like that. And <laughs> I, uh, I want him to take it, take it a step further, sign him and have him fight Jason Sanders, not the kicking net, but the kicker on the sideline. Have him fight Jason Sanders. Sanders at. What did you think about that? Well, let's take a break on the board because Mike McDaniel had some interesting things to say about Jason yeah. Sanders. Uh, curious to get your thoughts on that. Porpoise Pod will roll on after this. Porpoise Pod swimming on Tobin and Solana on a bye week for you. So I want to get to this Solana. So Mike McDaniel had his last uh, press conference of the bye week. Uh, players got the entire week off, which is nice of him. Uh, says he's going to rest his uh, he's going to he's going to rest his butt off. He's going to lead by example. I love that guy. Uh, but he was also asked about the idea of uh, Jason Sanders. And uh, let me get the uh, the quote up here for you, because, you know, he was asked by Barry Jackson, sports buzzing, who is, uh, you know, a fine journalist and is going to ask the questions that need to be asked. And this is what Mike McDaniel had to say on Jason Sanders. He was asked. um Jason Sanders has a very good body work over five years. He struggled this year. Have you and Chris Greer and the special teams coordinator, Danny Crossman, decide if you will bring in kickers just to take a look, or is Jason Sanders, your kicker, unquestionably moving forward? All right. Mike McDaniel says, quote, he's given me no reason to believe that he won't get things corrected. So we're always doing that regardless with regard to every position, uh, whether you speed up your contingency plans because of a soft tissue injury away, especially with those positions. 
but I have no reason to think first and foremost, Jason Sanders holds himself in high regard, uh, in a high degree of scrutiny. He has high demands of himself, so he expects more. But it'd be one thing if he had given me any reason to think that he can't get it corrected until he proves otherwise. We're feeling good about where we're at with him. No worries with Jason Sanders. He doesn't throw anybody in the bus. He's yet to do it. He's yet to do it. Not his style. However, what do you mean he's giving you no reason? Extra kicks or extra points are a coin toss with him. I I was I wanted to blurt out lie, this <laughs> lie, total I, lie. I I mean he, the the dude, is easily right now the biggest concern for the Miami Dolphins. He, yep. Like in my opinion, easily the the defense kind of cleaned some stuff up. I know it's the Browns, Jacoby Brissett, or whatever, but I, but you're right. Like he's not gonna throw him under the bus. He's not gonna say, yeah, we're you know currently looking to add a kicker. Can you see them doing that though? Because I don't, I do see them kind of riding this out and it is what it is. I mean, look, I don't know how often getting kicker off the street in the middle of the season works out for anybody. So I think they probably feel like the best course of action is figure out whatever the hell's going on with him. And we'll figure that out next season. But I be lying to you if I'm not already thinking about, (laughs) <laughs> Dolphins divisional round, you know, 48 yarder for the win. And Jason Sanders shanks it. Like it, you could already feel the nightmare in your head. And we're all going to sit there saying we knew this was coming because he has not been good since getting paid. He's just not the same guy. Forget the 48 yarder like Dolphins divisional round. You're trying to keep up with the chiefs and you need points and he's missing extra points. And you you end up losing by two because he misses an extra point or whatever. Like, like that that's what worries me because if you can't trust him to hit chippies, you can't trust him to hit the forty eight yarders, and now you can't even trust him. Tobin, how do you miss two PATs? That I don't know, dude. What? I don't that know. Makes sense. I don't that know. Makes sense. I don't know what's going on there. It's weird. It because look, we all know this guy was a monster coming up. Like his first few years, he was as automatic as it gets. So you, like you thought you had the next coming of, of Justin Tucker. Yeah. That's how good Jason Sanders was. And as soon as he got that bag, I don't know what he's doing, dude. I don't know if he like stops stretching. He doesn't do yoga anymore. I don't know what goes into kicking preparation, quite frankly. I'm as novice as it gets with this kind of expertise. Like maybe we should ask Jay Feely. Um, but dude, I am. Yeah. I'm petrified every time. And like, I st- like I used to do the thing where it's like, yeah, everything everybody does. Like you score a touchdown, you go to Twitter, you know, you're starting to, maybe you don't cause you got to do a broadcast. I understand, but that's what I do. I'm BSing on Twitter. I'm celebrating the win. I'm looking for a funny gif, a meme, something. I gotta, wa- I can't do it now. Cause I gotta watch to see if the extra point goes through. <laughs> I can't turn away. It's not it's a-, a gimme anymore. It's not a gimme. And, and by the way, the uh, CBS sports app keeps, keeps getting fooled with this because they keep putting out the score with because I get the notification. They keep putting out the score with the extra point added, and then they have to do a retraction and then put Sanders missed extra point. Two of them. The it's guy crazy. doing the CBS Sports update is like, is this guy? Is this guy kidding me? I have to do two retractions because he can't hit a chippy. P A T. 
Are we like, is there going to be like, is Dolphins receipts going to start like getting at people at Dolphins receipts on Twitter? Are they going to start being like, all you mother bleepers dated, doubted Jason Sanders? It's like, yeah, we did. I mean, I'm saying it right now. I'm terrified if this guy is going to line up with with monster uh, consequences on the line. I am petrified about what the results are going to be. I'm scared. It's the same reaction we had with Noah Benogany. Like, oh, all of you people, we have the receipt to doubting Noah Benogany. Yeah, of course we doubted Noah Benogany. He's a first-round pick. He didn't play for three years. Like, sorry. Sorry we doubted the guy. Yeah, he was also inactive this week, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so, he was. I mean, you know. It, there, was, but, there, there was a point where uh, Raheem Mostert returned a, cu- a couple kickoffs, and then in the third quarter, they put Jalen Waddle back there. And Tobin, I was a little, you know, we're, we're, so, something special about this team. You're up double digits against the Browns. Uh, maybe don't put Jalen Waddle to return a meaningless kickoff. And it ended up going into the back of the end zone, so it didn't matter. But I was thinking to myself, like, who else can we put out there? Bring out Noah Damig Benogany. He actually and, does. He actually does practice that during yeah. camp. Like, he does do kickoff returns. I don't know. And then I had to look over at my, 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 my cheat sheet and be like, oh, yeah, number nine. Uh, yeah, it's not Scratched there. out. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's inactive again. Is Noah Benogany like is Noah Benogany, he's still young? Is that the new Ryan Tannehill? He was a wide receiver in college. Like, is that like the last holdout hope thing? Because that was always like our patience move with Tannehill. Ah, he's a wide receiver in college. You know, he's transitioning. With Noah, it's always like, ah, he's only 21. You know, like figured out. Yeah, Noah Benogany, he came into the league at 15. He's gonna figure it out. Don't worry. Bro, I mean, I, I love him for that interception, but let's be real. There's no instincts there. Like, there, there's just there, – there's nothing there. Like, they, they had to play him, and uh, Look, and they did, and he made a play, which is great. Like, I'm happy for he him. He gets but... a Super Bowl ring. He earned it. He earned a That's Super right. Bowl ring that day. That's right. Good for him. That's right. Good for him. But, yeah, I mean, like, they, they, they're telling you with their actions, not their words. And... He, kept us, he kept us from a loss to stupid Kenny Pickett. So for for that I'll be I'll be I'll be eternally grateful for that. And to Flores. And to Flores. <laughs> yeah, you know? Like it, it it was. It was a big it was a big one. He earned his ring. But yeah, I don't know, man. Um before we uh wrap this this puppy up, uh what did you think of this? So like I said, rabbit ears are out. Um you remember last year with the Heat and ESPN did these playoff tiers and the Heat uh famously to Heat fans Remember that they were not dubbed, even though they're the one seed basically the entire season. They were not dubbed by ESPN worthy of being a true contender. They were put under a different category, which was known as dangerous loomers. (laughs) And it was them and the Lakers. So, like, their true contenders were like Celtics, Milwaukee, Bucks, uh, Grizzlies, and Bulls, I think, were even in there, which was ridiculous. Another story for another day, but the Heat were put there as dangerous loomers. So they did something very similar with the NFL. And once again, they have uh, disrespected Miami. And they have not put them, not even, not, they've put seven tiers out. Uh, the bottom tier is called uh, Rest Up for 2023. That's got the Raiders, the Panthers, the Bears, the Lions, the Broncos, the Steelers, Texans. <laughs> then there's a tier, tier six called, I'm telling you, there's a chance. Commanders, Colts, Rams, Saints. There's a tier five, which is weirder things have happened with the Falcons, the Pats, the Packers, the Browns, the Cardinals. They're not making the playoffs. Uh, and the Jaguars. The four, there's tier four, which is 
We're leaning yes. That's the Seahawks, the Bengals, the Jets, and the Chargers. And then Tier 3. Not Tier 2. Not Tier 1. In Tier 3, likely, but no promises, the 49ers, the Giants, the Titans, the Bucks, and the Miami Dolphins. Likely, but no promises. Their playoff locks in Tier 2 are the Vikings, Cowboys, and Ravens. And their only true Super Bowl contenders in Tier 1 are the Chiefs, the Eagles, and you guessed it, the team that's proven nothing, done nothing, and pooped all over themselves, the Buffalo Bills. Incredible. The Dolphins are not even in Tier 2. They're in Tier 3. Here we go again. Same thing. If it involves Miami, disrespect. Every time. Every time. Every time, dude. And what the hell does that even mean? Likely, but no promises. What the hell does that mean? That's a terrible, that's a, that's a terrible tier. I'd, be a little more creative than that. Yes, I'd, rather, I'd rather be in we're leaning yes <laughs> than likely, but no promises. Let me what? ask you something. Let me ask you something, Tobin. When will that change? Is it beating the Bills in Buffalo? Like, is that is that what it takes? Win a cold weather game. Like, it, like it, that really? That's the difference between the Dolphins getting respect and the Dolphins not getting respect. Winning a game in Buffalo? I, I don't understand. They've done nothing. Dude, Josh Allen, he leads the league in interceptions. Like, what are we doing? And he's hurt. Like, what? Like, I don't, I don't understand this. They, they've been, and they've been. Trust me, the Bills will tell you they've been a very injured team all year. Of course, of course. They come up, you know, the only team that deals with injury and the only team that's not allowed to play in the sun. Many must be perfect for the Bills. Many people are saying it, Tobin. Many people are saying it. You know, they they have the injury bug. We know they they're the most injured team in the history of the NFL, and and that's what's causing them to lose games. Let me ask you something, Tobin. What have the Buffalo Bills won? Why are they crowned? As the, the, the upcoming champions, why does everybody want Josh Allen to win a Super Bowl ring? It's very weird to me, dude. Like, the Chiefs understood. They get the respect. I get it. Patrick Mahomes is amazing. They've been to multiple Super Bowls. He's recently won a Super Bowl. He's the best quarterback in the league next to Tua, okay? No, no shame in being number two. But for the Bills, this is one of the most notorious losing franchises of all time. And I'm just... I, I'm befuddled by this. That, like, I guess because they were everybody, like, people. Look, we've we, we've learned with the Tua thing, right? The media, especially the national media, has a very hard time wrapping their hands around being wrong about these types of things. But, dude, I mean, the Dolphins have beaten two of these teams in their top tiers. You know, can anybody else? I mean, I guess the Jets could say that. I mean, the Jets probably feel a little bit besmirched. But I, I'm just, I just find it very strange that you wouldn't even have them in uh, tier two. You don't even you don't even see the Dolphins knocking on the door of being a true contender. I think you're out out to lunch. I do love that you know the whole season it's been well. Two is doing this because he has Waddle and Tyreek. You know, two is doing this because he gets to throw to two monsters on each side. Well, how about how about a little sixty three yards to Sherfield the other day? How about a little 45 yards to Alec Ingold? How about 31 to Mike Kosicki? I mean, he's doing it. He's doing it with everybody. He's doing it with everybody. And by the way, I feel like 
his move on that first touchdown pass to Alec Ingold, not celebrated enough by everybody. I mean, oh, it was sick. That like I feel like we're not talking about that enough. That was one of the coolest plays I've ever seen a quarterback do. Like the, we we see that often where a quarterback will obviously pump fake and get under a, a sack, but this he, he sent. Who was that? Was that Clowney on that side that he sent flying? Like he sent that guy flying by him. I don't know, but I tell you what I'm going to do after this porpoise pot is I'm going to pop some popcorn and uh, go watch Tua mic'd up for 10 minutes. It is. I watched it. Oh, oh it's good. How good oh, is it? Oh, Tobin. Why did, why do you think I was late jumping on to record here? <laughs> I mean, I had, I had to watch that and then shower up real quick. You know what, what was I mean? the best? I mean, Give me the was... goods. What was the best part? You know, what my favorite part is Mike McDaniel, McDrip. He's a bro. Really? He's a bro. He looks at Tua and he goes, dude, we haven't punted in the past two games crazy and two is like yeah <laughs> like he is that he is he is just it's like handing me a mic and and having me go down there and talk to these guys like bro come here crazy play bro that was sick dude like he is he is just a a, a bro a total bro i don't know if we got oh i don't think we did i'm not sure the porpoise pod i'm not sure if the, the speech came out by the time we last recorded but did you not love when mccoshin goes to him in the middle of the locker room and he just tells everybody he goes he won't tell you but he's playing lights effing out. I was just like, whoa, that is, whew, that's cool. He's right there, dude. That was how do, good. How do we feel about the game ball for everybody that walks into the room? How do we, it's, how, it's how ridiculous. We it's ridiculous. That? It's look, he's not great at the speeches, McDaniel. Like I think he had a good first crack at it. He seems to have just this uh, need to please everybody. Uh, he's very much on this whole, <laughs> Fellas, let's keep it going. Everybody, we we all can do this. God, speeches aren't exactly his thing. He's gonna, uh, he's gonna give he's gonna give uh, the equipment manager uh, a game ball after after we win the Super Bowl for making sure everybody's helmets were clean. Like just, e- yeah. everybody that walks in is getting everybody in that locker room gets a game ball. It's it's actually it's it's adorable, Dovin. It's adorable. I just I just want to pinch his cheek. You're like, oh, you're so cute. It's not McDaniel. even a game ball. You're just giving people footballs. <laughs> Got plenty of equipment and the, the equipment guy's probably pissed. He's like, damn it. Now I, I got to go have another order with Wilson. Like I got to get on the phone line to this. Um, yeah. But uh, I close with this. Uh, what do you think of Tyreek Hill tweeting this out yesterday? He just tweets. Why is Keyshawn Johnson on TV? <laughs> I mean, he's unfiltered. He's unhinged. Amazing. Amazing. First, first this week he tells Tua he's got a boring Twitter account. And then he did, which is very accurate. Do you see, true. by the way? Do you see who Tua follows? He follows six people. Yes, I know you see who one of them is. Reveal them. I, I know who they are, but go ahead. It's Mr. Bum Elbow up in Buffalo. It's very strange. I mean, you know, listen, we saw Tua, we saw photos of Tua's, Tua's adorable child, but let's you can't forget your firstborn. Yeah. You can't forget your firstborn, and so he has, to, he has to remember his firstborn, Josh Allen. You know, Daddy loves you. Daddy loves and you. I, if uh, if Buffalo beats us in the playoffs, I mean, we're gonna have to delete some of these porpoise pods because <laughs> some of the slander, some of the slander. I'll is, just uh, do what they do. I'll blame it on the snow. That's right. Injuries, you know, uh, injuries. Injuries. You know. All right, man. Uh, fun porpoise pod. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time. And and we're gonna we're gonna do some during the bye week, right? Right for everybody listening. Um, I, I feel like you know, hey, we're not taking any any rest here on the porpoise pod. All right, we no. took enough rest two weeks ago. No, we'll we'll keep it going through the bye week. 
We will keep it going. We got plenty of stuff to get to. Lots of shenanigans. We we can always listen. There's there's always there's always a podcast to make fun of Mac Jones. We can make it happen. And if the Bills lose uh, to the Browns on Sunday, I mean, we're doing a 10-hour porpoise pod, so stay tuned. (laughs)